Today is Thursday, October 15th, 2020. It's another Throwback Thursday. And we're doing this again because we are doing the run-up to the launch of my audiobook, No Thanks, Seven Ways to Say, I'll Just Include Myself. And while we're running up to that, we are rerunning some of the conversations that I had with many of the executive voices inside the book. You know, we had a rock star to rock star fireside chat live with Cheryl Grace, Senior Vice President of Nielsen, and the founder of Powerful Penny, now rebranded, I am Cheryl Grace. Now, we're going to throw it back to a conversation I had with Trudy Bourgeois. She is the CEO of the Center for Workplace Excellence, and I refer to her as my mentor coach. Trudy has been a mentor and an advocate since the day I met her that day in 2016 during the Strategic Pathways Leadership Week for the Executive Leadership Council. Trudy has been true to me, and I want you to get to know her if you haven't already. Many of you who are in the corporate space, especially if you're African-American, even if you aren't African-American, you have come across Trudy because she advises some of the largest corporations out there around diversity and inclusion. And there's news. I am making available the ebook of No Thanks available on my website. Yes, you can go to lmichellesmith.com slash no thanks and find the ebook for sale. That's right. And I'm going to actually give you a discount. It's on sale right now for $7.99 on my site. You can go to lmichellesmith.com slash no thanks or you can go to nothanksbook.com and get to the same place and be sure to Purchase the ebook from the site. It's going to cost you $7.99, not like regular retail $9.99. From my site, only for two days only, today and tomorrow. So go download it. It's for everything but Kindle. Most e-readers will work with it. For an example, you can download it to iBook Reader for Apple. It will also work with Google Books. So make sure that you download it today and enjoy the book. Get caught up before November the 4th at 12 noon central where I will bring Trudy to the Rockstar to Rockstar fireside chat virtual conversation between myself and Trudy. Now there's something else coming up. You will find that I'm going to be doing a few more Throwback Thursdays now and then because I am in the midst of recording my audiobook. Cross your fingers. I'm trying to give myself the deadline of the second anniversary of this podcast, the Culture Soup Podcast, to actually drop the recording of the audiobook on Amazon and Audible. For those of you who have been asking for it, I'm telling you to cross your fingers, send up a prayer because I am under the gun here to get it done. I promise it to you this fall, but just so you know what the date is of the anniversary, it's October 29th. So it'll be in and around that time frame. Okay. We might even do it in sync with the Rockstar to Rockstar fireside chat with Trudy, which happens the day after election day. Can you believe it? I know y'all buckle up. It's <laughs> 
I don't know what's on the other side of November 3rd, but we're going to know that we're going to talk to Trudy on November 4th. So go back in time with me to the 2019 series, Authentically She, that was actually sponsored by Trudy's company, the Center for Workplace Excellence, and my conversation with Trudy Bourgeois. Hey, y'all. This is Culture Soup, where tech, culture, and business collide. It's a podcast that spoons up everything hot from social media. I'm your host, L. Michelle Smith, and each episode, we bring you some of the most notable and not yet notable thought leaders in tech, business, and culture. I can't even begin to tell you the impact that my next guest has had on my career. And the fact that we only spent a total of four days in each other's presence at the Strategic Pathways workshop during the Executive Leadership Council's Leadership Week in 2016. I'm just sitting here shaking my head because this lady is so wise and so credible, so knowledgeable that many of the Fortune 500 trust their top executives to her as an executive coach. I'm talking about Trudy Bourgeois. She is a CEO of the Center for Workforce Excellence. She's an executive coach and she is one of the faculty on staff at the Executive Leadership Council. Trudy has poured into many executives, including myself. In fact, if it wasn't for Trudy, I would not have crystallized the value proposition that has taken me so far. I'm not gonna spend much more time talking to you about Trudy because Trudy has a lot to say. And if you listen to any of the episodes before this one, I've quoted Trudy often. Now hear her in her own voice. Here is part two of our Authentically She Women's History Month series. Trudy Bourgeois. Yes, but I've been watching you, girl. <laughs> oh, well, and I've been keeping up with you, too. I'm so excited about the book, and you'll get to talk about you. it a little bit more. But how about we have a culture suit moment? Yeah, of course. You ready? Okay, good. Yeah, of course. I have noticed that a ton of people on the Internet, especially people who are in professions or they're entrepreneurs, or maybe even just models, it doesn't matter. People are talking about building their personal brands. Mm-hmm. And what's part of that, I think, is authenticity, because mm-hmm. so often people think that building your brand is just about what you put out there, and not necessarily about what you've done. Now, there are people right. who are out there that have made millions and made a brand for themselves after not really doing much, per se. Right. 
Right. Do you agree that you actually do have to do something and do something extraordinary in order to start crafting a brand that sticks? Oh, oh, absolutely. And, and you know, El Michelle, the, 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 uh, the thing is, is that uh, personal branding is not new. Mm-hmm. What is new is that the market has shifted. The economic um, situation, the global economy, the, the fourth industrial revolution has caused every company to be in a state of transformation. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about personal branding today, we really have to say, what is the value proposition? See, people used to use a lot of descriptors that really didn't have substance. And what I really want to encourage people to do is to understand how what they do on a daily basis actually contributes to the bottom line ROI and profitability of the organization. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's not about, um, you know, this notion of I'm going to represent myself in this elegant, you know, uh, well-thought-out uh, way. It, it is about the value and the impact mm-hmm. that you can talk about directly, and it's got to be quantifiable. Mm-hmm. So, so I think that, that we're in a new era where when we talk about personal branding, we're talking about, and we're talking about leadership sustainability mm-hmm. and impact, right? And so what, you know, the Marshall... Uh, Goldsmith, um, whole notion of what got you here won't take you there. Mm-hmm. I, I think we've reached a point that a lot of the leadership lessons that we learned 10 years ago are no longer relevant. And, and because the workforce has changed and because the marketplace is, uh, has changed, and most importantly, because the consumer has changed, mm-hmm. we need to rethink what personal leadership branding really means. Wow. So how does authenticity play into it? Because there are a lot of folks that are out there trying to brand themselves, Mm -hmm. but not very authentically. Yeah. It's important to be authentic as you're... Oh, my gosh. Do you remember the fake it till you make it? (laughs) Yes. Okay, so, 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 you know, that was um, a a phrase that came out when people didn't understand that their power really comes from their authentic diversity. Mm -hmm. See, we, we really weren't celebrating each and every individual's contribution at that time. It was more like, okay, let's all just you know, get along to be along and da 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 da. And, and there, it, it wasn't really at the core of, of who you are. Mm-hmm. And see, your brilliance, each of us has a natural uh, sphere of brilliance. And that brilliance is, is connected to who we are authentically. And the thing that I, I really want to encourage anyone who's listening to our conversation today is to get in touch with the blood that flows through your veins. Mm -hmm. You see, particularly as women of color and particularly as African-Americans, we have been subjected to all kinds of um, rhetoric about who we are. And that rhetoric sometimes has suggested that who we are is not good enough. Mm -hmm. But the the truth of the matter is, is that African-Americans in particular are some of the most resilient people on the face of the planet. We know how to navigate change Mm -hmm. like nobody else's business. And, And what do organizations need now? 
They need leaders who can help others navigate change. Mm -hmm. So so if you can get in touch with, with who you are authentically, and, and you've heard me say this before, but I'll say it again for the benefit of everyone who's listening. You know, the, one of the most important activities that I ever did in my life was to go back and look at the 10 most defining moments in my life. Mm. And as I reflected on those defining moments, what I asked myself was, what was the lesson that the defining moment taught me? Mm -hmm. And how does that lesson shape who I am authentically? And how can I now own this unapologetically? Right. And say to the world, this is who I am. And this is why you want to know who I am. Right. This is why it's good for you to know who I am. Mm -hmm. And this is why I need to be who I am. Because when I'm there, I'm really good. Okay. When I'm trying to cover and be like somebody else, right. uh, I'm not so good. Well, I got to say, this is a great point to interject how we even know each other. Oh, because you awesome. took us through this very um, exercise as a part of strategic pathways during leadership week, during uh, the executive leadership councils, leadership. Yeah. And yeah. I remember, man, the tissues were flowing. I said, beauty yes. is gonna make us cry. Because when you take that time to look at those 10 most defining moments, whether they're above the line or below the line, yeah. meaning whether they were valleys or peaks, Right. You, it takes you back in a way that makes you own your story. Yes. And it's cathartic. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I know it was a moment for me because I probably hadn't voiced some things out loud that I knew yeah. about myself that needed to be voiced and owned. Sure. And Absolutely. Gee, let me be proud of it. So, yeah. Same for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, same for me. I mean, I, you know, I think a lot of women, particularly um, women of color, we are about the business of doing. Mm -hmm. we, are, we are really good at working, right? Mm -hmm. we, we know how to be workhorses. Right. Um, and to do what other people say and think that we should do. But I think the proposition and the invitation that you're extending to people is, Hey, you, you can be authentic and you can be extremely successful and the, you can go from being successful to being significant mm -hmm. when you are playing to your authentic self. Because, because when stuff. you reveal those stories, you know, like I shared with, with you about um, being 22 and my special needs son being born and mm -hmm. it knocking me on my, my behind and um, me, you know, having to reconcile with what really is truly meaningful in life and, and discovering my own resilience and mm -hmm. my own appetite for equality. And so much of what I do today really, uh, you know, comes from obviously being raised in the deep South, mm -hmm. being born into segregation, but then having, you know, a special needs son and then having a daughter who ultimately married um, uh, a, a wonderful man who is Caucasian and my family, you know, is Creole and, um, you know, just trying to ensure that people understand that at the core of everyone is a story. Mm -hmm. And if we could slow down enough to hear and listen and really understand the stories, my goodness gracious of life, what could we do to change this planet?
pictures, you're probably going, wow, okay, who is this woman? She is dropping gems like in the first 10 minutes of this podcast. And I want you to share who you are, what you do, Trudy. And um, I mentioned a bit about how we met, but we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about strategic pathways. But what it is Thanks. that you do, and yeah. you know, I'm sure folks are like, I want to sit at this woman's feet already. Oh, you're you're so kind. I, I feel very blessed, very fortunate that I get to use my gifts and talents to help other people achieve success. I'm really a teacher at heart. I'm a truth teller at mm-hmm. heart. Um, but I spent 18 years in corporate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have sat in the seat. You know, before I left corporate, I was a vice president managing a $3 billion business unit and teams of thousands. And and so I, I, I know um, what that drug feels like. Mm-hmm. And it is super, um, it's super hyping in that, you know, um, many of us have been the first to mm-hmm. get the good job. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? You know, mom and dad um, sacrificed and worked two and three jobs to ensure that we had the, the education to be able to have the opportunity to get that good job. But, you know, when I got that good job, you know what? I looked up one day and I looked in the mirror and that good job was not good to me. And right. I was not authentic. Well, you even said that you didn't even know we were looking at in the mirror anymore. We oh. talked about this in the Black Enterprise interview about authenticity. You want to yes. talk about that a bit? Yes. You know, I mean, it, it's a, a difficult truth to tell and, a, and an even more difficult truth to swallow. But there came a day when I looked in the mirror, and yes, I could play corporate politics. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, how people say you can be cut and you don't even know you're cut until you're dead. Yes. I mean, I, I really um, started to develop some behaviors that did not align with what I said was my value system. Mm-hmm. And so I was no longer authentic. Mm-hmm. I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. I, I had taken on uh, male behaviors specifically. I mean, you know, I, I was tougher than nails and I didn't let them see me sweat. And I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, I, you don't know I care about you. And, and, and you know, at night I would, I would weep. And by the way, that's toxic for males too. <laughs> it is, it yes. is. And I think while men might not weep, mm-hmm. uh, I think in the silence of the night when there's no one else, I think that people long to connect with people mm-hmm. in a very positive way. I think that people don't want to be laden with behaviors that discount people and belittle people and um, ignore people. Mm -hmm. I I think that that we are wired to love each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that word love in corporate America is like, okay, where are you coming from? You got five heads. What are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. But, you know, when everything is said and done, no matter what industry that you work in, no matter what title you have, what function that you're in, your career will come to an end. Right. And when it does come to an end, people are not going to remember how many widgets you sold. They're not going to remember how many data points you analyzed. They're not going to remember how many customer outings that you went to. What they're going to remember is, how did you treat me? Right. And so... At my authentic core is a strong desire um, for for 
elevating, unleashing the best in others. Mm -hmm. And it's not because of me. And I think that we all have to, to recognize that, 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 that it's bigger than us. Mm-hmm. What you're doing is to touch other people. Right. You're, you're being used as a catalyst, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if each of us could show up in a way that we could be used mm-hmm. for greater good, I, I think that we could shift the landscape in the business world to be a place where everybody could be authentically That's valued. That's so important, Trudy. And, you know, sometimes I talk about my business, when I ran my business, and even what I do today, I'll speak of it as ministry. And I know it throws people. <laughs> you don't have to be religious to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. I think you articulated it very well. It really is about what are you doing to touch other people and what you're doing, whether that is working with your colleagues or your workforce or, you know, the, the customers that are out there and the clients that you might have. How yeah. have you left them? Are they better after coming into contact with you. And I think that's, that's exactly so important, right. Um, that working for the greater good, and boy, that gets me back to my TCU campaign. It actually <laughs> is about for the greater good. But if you have that mindset, what kind of great work you could actually do? Yeah, well, you hit the, uh, the nail on the head when you said, what kind of mindset, mm-hmm. right? And so as we show up as, as leaders, that mindset of how can I serve and how can I use whatever it is that I bring to the table to allow you to be in your best space, mm-hmm. to allow you to be in that authentic place and for me to respect that right. and value that and not, and not try and make you be more like me mm-hmm. or more like somebody else. Um, you know, the, the, the real opportunity in this day and age is to accept people um, from a mindset that everybody has value, mm-hmm. right? Everybody has value. If you're, if you're the introvert, you have value. Right. If, if you're the extrovert, you have value. If you're, you're the analytic, you have value. If you're the um, gregarious one, you have value. Mm-hmm. If, if you're the naysayer, you have value. Mm-hmm. And so in our authentic place, when we know and when we believe that who we are at the core represents an opportunity for new growth, for new possibilities, then, then we, we play in that, that, that space of brilliance. Right. And everybody wins. Absolutely. So these are the themes that come up in your book. You want to talk yes. about the book? What's the name uh, of it? Well, thank you so much, first of all, for just, you know, talking about the book. Absolutely. This is my fourth, this is my fourth leadership book. It's called Equality, Courageous Conversations About Women, Men, and Race mm-hmm. to Spark a DNI Breakthrough. And, you know, for almost two decades, just a year short of 20 years, I've been an entrepreneur now. And um, when I was in corporate, I was that champion for the underdog. I think mm-hmm. I'm still that champion yes. for the underdog. Um, but but I, I, I'm trying in this book to appeal to women as much as I am to men. I think we as women have a lot of work to do, particularly across differences. I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is that white women have been the biggest beneficiaries of affirmative action. And we haven't had that dialogue. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, uh, as they're not trying to be malicious in any way, shape, or form, but they have the seat. Right. And we need to be 
okay with with expecting that whoever is at the seat, whether she's brown, she's white, she's purple, she's blue, it doesn't matter that she is going to reach back for the next generation of female leaders. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and we have this window of time. History is calling us as female leaders to be stronger, to be bolder, to be louder, to be clearer, to be more convicted and unapologetically mm-hmm. say we bring value to the table. I mean, if you think about what companies are trying to do now, they're trying to advance more collaboration, they're trying to advance more innovation, they're trying to advance more inclusion. And, you know, these are strengths that, that women bring to the table. Now, that's not to say that men don't bring strengths to the table. Hallelujah to the men who um, have pioneered and ha- who have fostered this whole notion of possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people talk about men as allies. I don't talk about men as allies. I, oh. I think that, no, I, I think that you don't get brownie points for being human. Yeah. You don't get brownie points for showing up and saying the right thing. What you know you what? Thank show you for that. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank, thank you. And you know, that goes for not just men, but even when you're thinking about white privilege and, you know, oh. majority, just for yeah. doing what you're supposed to do. It's like with my daughter, I hate to liken it to my child, but she's six years old. If she brushes her teeth, we don't throw a party. Correct. You're supposed to brush your teeth. Exactly, and we are supposed to treat each other's uh, each other as human beings, and mm-hmm. and so I think it's about a partnership. It's mm-hmm. not about you being an ally or being, you know, whatever other descriptors are out there. And that's not to belittle any of that language. I think that we continue to evolve our language and evolve our understanding of what it really is going to take mm-hmm. to uh, leverage um, diversity, equality, and inclusion to gain a competitive advantage. And I think that all of us have to recognize it doesn't matter where you are in mm-hmm. the business, it doesn't matter what title, all of us need to embrace our role and our responsibility to be champions. Right. Champions for equality, champions for equal opportunity, champions to ensure that every voice is heard in that squelch, champions to accept um, uh, that that authentic, authentic um, uh, engagement mm-hmm. is beneficial. Mm-hmm. Like that's like that's really a good thing, right? Being right. authentic is really a good thing, and and not accepting silence because in the book. Um, one of the things that I talk about that is really important to me is I say that, you know, people have to understand that when they sit on the sidelines and they, they view inequities, mm-hmm. they experience them, they see them, and mm-hmm. they say nothing, mm-hmm. they're saying everything. Right. They're saying, they're saying, I'm okay with that. Right. And that's not okay. Right. Silence. So we got to find our voice. Absolutely. we got to find our voice and we got to use it. Totally. Creating your own equality. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Tell us what we can do to create our own equality. 
Well, the first thing that um, I think each of us has to do is to understand our value proposition. And you've heard me talk about this before, but most people don't understand how what they do on a daily basis actually impacts the bottom line for the organization that they're working for, right? And so when you are contributing value, um, it creates opportunity. It creates visibility. It creates optionality. And what I mean by that is, you know, if I'm making a company a billion dollars, mm -hmm. somebody is going to listen to right. me. Exactly. <laughs> now, now, on the flip side of the coin, if your stuff is raggedy, don't try this. Exactly. <laughs> Performance excellence is the key. That's rock bottom. That's table stakes. That's right? it. That is table stakes. You get into the game because you are excellent, mm -hmm. right? But then, you know, as you have read and hopefully others will read, as you're creating your own equality, you have to be likable. Mm -hmm. You know, people like to do business. This is old uh, phraseology, but people like to do business what they like and they trust and they know. And so we have to open up our hearts. We have to reveal more than we're probably comfortable with revealing, particularly as people of color, because, you know, we were taught right. uh, not to trust. No. Don't, be, don't, don't drive your Mercedes to the work. You bring right. that hoopty. Right. You drive that bin on the weekend. Right. You don't want to drive the boss or whatever. <laughs> people are in that car. So exactly. Exactly. Right. You know, I had one of um, my students who in another class, like I met you in another class, he told me a story about realizing this, this point of really truly being authentic. He had a love for watches mm. and really very nice watches. Mm -hmm. And um, he was afraid to reveal this passion that he had with one of his clients because he didn't want to come across as being too over the top. Mm -hmm. And so his client started asking him just in casual chit chat about watches. His client too was a lover of very exotic watches. And, and, and his natural authentic brilliance just he responded as the client started just talking about these different watches. Mm -hmm. And the client was like, who are you? <laughs> When did you get any knowledge about Piaget or Tag or you know Rolex or or any of the um, advanced brands? And and so it sparked a newfound connection mm -hmm. that would have never come, right. would have never materialized, right. would have never been birthed had he not been willing to open his heart and touch that authentic well, let's faith. let's back up a, a second because you talk about likability. And mm -hmm. I know that um, many of us have been taught, and I was glad to hear you say this back when I met you in 2016, <laughs> that you're not there to be liked. You're there to be respected. <laughs> and you said, no, 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 no. People like to do business with people they like. Can you expound yep. on that? Because I think that's so important. You know, uh, you know, people, uh, I have heard and I was taught that same thing about, well, you don't have to be liked. You have to be respected. I, I think that, that I call BS on that because um, it's human nature. It's human nature to surround yourself with people that you like and trust. Mm -hmm. and, 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 you know, in, in, in this book and in previous books, um, I talk about likeable confidence. 
And mm-hmm. it's this idea that you know who you are mm-hmm. authentically mm-hmm. and you're comfortable with that mm-hmm. and you're, you're not afraid to share that. And you, to, back to that mindset that we were talking about, right? You're showing up not to be braggadocious, not to be arrogant, not to be, I'm, I'm going to outdo you, but what can I give mm-hmm. to this relationship? People are attracted to that. Yeah. And, you know, when you show up sharing ideas and being able to talk about things um, that, are, that are important to others, People dig that. And, yeah. and when, when you show up being interested in others, instead of trying to sound interesting, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, my gosh, I, I like you. Yeah. And, then, and then when they like you, that's how sponsorship is born. That's how advocacy is born. That's how opportunity is manifested. Right. So when you want to create your own equality, you got to get who you are and you got to, you know, you got to know your game. You got to know what value that you bring, but you got to bring it in a way that, that really appeals that, uh, to others, that, that invites them to want to know more, not, not because of what you can do, right. but because of what you can do together. So how do you overcome the fear? Because some people are fearful of this because it mm. puts you on front street. Um, and some people believe that either people are going to see that and they'll recoil because they say, oh, well, she's self-promoting. Or they'll recoil because, geez, just coming on strong. Or is, yeah. is there, do they have a right to be afraid? Or is there a risk? I, I, think, I think fear is natural. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, that any new situation, all of us are fearful. You know, as, as a kid... You know, growing up in the Deep South, um, I, I was the first in my family to do many things. And, and, and was I afraid? Yes. And did people put me down? Yes. And did people say, you can't do it? Yes. But you, inside of that authentic self that you're talking about, mm-hmm. you see, you, you got to be your best uh, cheerleader and your worst critic. Mm-hmm. you you got to know when you're good and you got to know when you mess up and clean it up. Mm-hmm. And... So therefore, you, you are in this space of purity that, that, that you know, it's, it's really my intent to add value. Mm-hmm. And so you, you, can, you can pass through the fear. Mm-hmm. Don't, I don't want to lead anyone to, to misunderstand. The fear is going to come. Mm-hmm. It is a part of the human experience, a mm-hmm. part of the human condition. The winners, the people who are successful just are willing to take one step each day, mm-hmm. each moment, each hour, to get past that fear. And the way that you get past that fear is practice. Yeah. You just put yourself out there, mm-hmm. right? It's like riding a bike. The first time that you rode a bike, you know, we were scared we were going to fall, and that's why we had the, the, little, the little, you know, training wheels. And eventually, yeah. mm-hmm. and eventually somebody took the training wheels off. Mm-hmm. But... You know, um, Michelle, the thing that, that really strikes me as the, the lesson that we should share with the listeners right now is you have to be in a state where you have a growth mindset right. versus a fixed mindset, and you have to have a lifelong learning mindset. 
Right. So you're you're always in fear. You're mm-hmm. always learning something new. You're always stretching your, yourself beyond what you know today. And then when you when you step into that, it it starts to get exciting. Totally. It's, it starts to give you some energy. It's like, oh, hey, let me see what I could do next. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and that's, that's what it's about in, in terms of creating your own quality. Um, do you have any, like, if you were to name three things that people need to do to walk in their most authentic self? And I know that you've talked about a few of them, but if you could encapsulate three takeaways for the listeners today, what would they be? Uh, Get in touch with your life's experience. Mm -hmm. So look back. Look back on everything that God has brought you through. And uh, eke out of that the lessons that now contribute to who you are Mm -hmm. and what you stand for authentically. That's that's the first thing. Uh, The second thing um, may sound very Pollyannish, but it's about dreaming. Mm -hmm. It's about giving yourself permission to to dream no matter what stage that you're at. I mean, you know, I'm entering, you know, perhaps the last decade of my life and and I'm challenging myself to say, okay, I'm turning 60 this year. What 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 is the new dream for mm-hmm. me? What, what is it that you have I have a couple more decades. Let me just say <laughs> Thank you. God so willing. Think, think long game. Truly. Yes, long game. I, I, I am. <laughs> you know, often I'll say to people uh, when they ask me this question, imagine that you're 85 or 90. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and what is the story that you want told about your contributions yeah, to, to, to this earth? And so, so, so that's, a second, that's a way to get to, at that second point, which is, you know, really giving yourself permission to continue to dream. Mm-hmm. And, and then the... The third um, thing that I would say to people is do battle. Mm-hmm. And, and what I mean by that is every one of us has an itty-bitty committee, mm-hmm. every single one of us. Mm-hmm. And that itty-bitty committee says, you can't, uh, you shouldn't, mm-hmm. oh, it's too risky, oh, they're not going to like you, oh, you didn't say the right thing, oh, mm-hmm. battle 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 because you know you, you the war is won in right. the battlefield of the mind and the heart on the inside and so if you can do those three things then you can wake up every day going okay let's see what let's see what cool things happen today yeah. wow let, let's do this and and you know even when uh, stuff happened, mm-hmm. and you and I both know. Everybody who's listening know. You know, it, it, as as great as this all sounds, you know, stuff happens. But but here's what I have experienced: um, when you're in this mindset, in this space that we're talking about, when stuff happens, you go, "Okay, that's preparing me for something better." Totally. And you're just able to reset, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and, and get back in the game and, and stay in the game and, 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 and know that tomorrow is a new day and, you know, God's mercies are new every morning and, and and really, you know, talk to yourself. So, you know, I, I just really encourage, um, all the people who follow you to declare, uh, that they're going to build some new capabilities. This this doesn't just happen overnight. It didn't just happen overnight for me. Right. I had to fight through as a kid being called the N-word, being yeah. spat on, mm-hmm. being rejected, being told no. I, I, I still, as an entrepreneur, an almost 20-year entrepreneur, I still fight um, inequalities. Um, mm-hmm. What I bring to the table as a woman of color, a black 
female entrepreneur. You know, people want to pay pennies compared to what they do for the dominant group. But, but I think at the end of the day, I would wrap everything in a bow by saying, you know, the choices that we make are not just about us. That's They're true. about generations to mm-hmm. come. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good stuff. That's mm-hmm. great, Trudy. Mm-hmm. The Center for Workforce Excellence is uh, workforceexcellence.com. And, you know, we're a national, now international training, consulting, coaching, and I speak and write. And um, I'm really happy um, that people are responding so well to this fourth book. I actually, you know, I've got an itch to start writing again. Oh, um, go for it. Yeah, I've got um, uh, a, uh, a grandbaby. My first grandbaby is going to be coming. You know, I have a special needs, we have a special needs son, and our daughter got married a couple of years ago. And, and, um, and as I shared with you earlier, she's um, married to Ryan, who is Caucasian. And I feel a pull, a tug to talk now about um, biracial kids oh, and awesome. um, and talk about equality at a much earlier age in mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. than when you get to the corporate experience. So we'll see what God has in store. That's awesome. Well, I want to thank you not just for coming on, but your sponsor of this um, this absolute um, episode. So thank we're you. very excited about that. We thank you for that. Thank you. And we're going to be giving away books. I appreciate who you are and what you stand for. And I just want to encourage you to keep on keeping on. You're making a difference. I, I love what you're, what you're doing. And anytime that I can be a supporter for you, please count on me because I know God's using you to make a difference in the world. Well, thank you, Trudy. You know, when I first met you, I was like, that lady right there is going to make a difference in my life just from the few minutes that she stands up here every day for four days and you <laughs> I have taken the bits and pieces of what you shared with us from that week and moved my career along and moved my you know industry presence along all of this good stuff so I really yeah. it. I well really the best you are so welcome and my friend the best is yet to come for you you have a a global presence that is building in scope and uh, I I suspect that you're going to touch millions and millions of people so God be with you I appreciate that that is the goal thank you so much thank you hon all right much love wow ladies and men if you don't have a new way to look at yourself a new way to look at your career or your business Thanks to Miss Trudy Bourgeois. I don't know what you've been listening to for the past 30, 40 minutes. I hope that you took something away. Now, part three is coming up next week. We have... Find us online at theculturesoup.com, on Instagram and Twitter at The Culture Soup, and on Facebook at The Culture Soup Podcast. Until next week. The Culture Soup Podcast is a production of No Fast Communication, LLC. The Culture Soup Podcast is a registered trademark of No Silos Communications, LLC.